This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we're going to go out to the phone lines. And on the line is Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Brian Baldinger joining us. Thank you so much for your time. Baldy, all day we've been talking about the injuries that the Dolphins sustained towards the end of the season. Do you feel as though that was an integral part of the Dolphins kind of withering away towards the end of the season and in the playoff game? Were the injuries that big of a deal, or is that one of the things that the league, they're just everyone's dealing with injuries this time of the season? They seem to have an excessive amount of injuries, to be honest with you. I mean, defensively, they were pretty obliterated. And, uh, you know, and then just, uh, you know, the one thing about the injuries is, you know, whether it was to Mostert or Tyreek or Jalen, I mean, all those guys, uh, is that you don't practice and you get very little practice time. And so that's that's kind of the the bigger issue. Yes, I mean, losing Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb and, you know, Baker and, you know, I mean, all the guys that Javon, like all the guys they lost, that's that's critical. But then... Uh, when, when, you, when you can't really practice either, that's like a, you know, a double whammy to your team. And now you're just going out there and you're just trying to play, just get through the games. And so I think it, I think it certainly hampered their chances you know, to go up there and, and beat a good team. Baldy, I, I wanted to ask you this about the game plan that, that Miami went into that game with. And I know that injuries was a factor and the fact that they only got to practice on the field one time and didn't really know what they could expect from the weather conditions. But are you surprised at how conservative they were with the downfield passing from Tua or just, just or did you think the weather was, was a determining factor? Well, there's a, I, you know, it didn't look like it was much of a factor for Holmes. I mean, he seemed to like to throw the ball just fine. Yeah, but he's uh, got a stronger. Yeah. He's got a stronger arm than Tua, though. Okay, but uh, look, I mean, the one time they threw it down the field, it was a fifty-five-yard touchdown to Tyreek. So, I mean, I think you got to still take your shots. Uh, there, you know. But the look, uh, I mean, when you you saw what Legarius Sneed did to Tyreek at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, they didn't let him get off the line of scrimmage, and so not every play, but you know, from time to time. And so, two is he's dropping back, and he's got nowhere to go with the ball. So, you know, you got to credit Kansas City's defense. They've been carrying that team all year long, and they did again. They, but, you know, they got beat up front. Um, you know, and so that there was, you know, two has to hold the ball. Uh, those guys weren't good enough up front against Kansas City's defensive front. Yeah, there's also this narrative now that's circulating in South Florida, and it bothers me a little bit because I think Tua has shown – that he's not a one-read quarterback all season. I mean, you're a Pro Bowl starter. You're, you're, you were top in efficiency last year. You're the leader in, in yardage in the NFL. You have the number one offense. Is there any any merit to the the skeptics that are out there saying that Tua is a one-read quarterback? Well, that's not true, though. I mean, it's just not true. So, I mean, I, it's not, it's not a, the skeptics. They're not watching. 
of course he can read more than one one receiver at a time. He goes through progressions. That's his, that, that's his strength. Yeah. It's how quickly yeah. he goes through progressions and how he gets from one to two to three cons- consistently. So, I mean, that's just – I mean, it's just people that don't watch the game, that's all. Insider Crawls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturizing because men have skin too. Brian Baldinger joining us right now. Wanted to ask you this, Baldy. A lot of people now here in South Florida are saying maybe Tua is not the guy. Do you still think or do you even think that Tua is in the top tier of quarterbacks or does he have a lot of growing left to do? I think he's a top-tier quarterback, um, but they can't do it by themselves. You know, they, they, you got to practice. you got to stay on the field. you got to stay healthy. Your offensive line has got to protect. I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of things. And so I believe in Tua. I think he's. I think he understands the offense. I think he knows where to go with the ball. Um, you know, look, it was extreme conditions. It would be tough for just about anybody to look good in those conditions. Uh, and so, I mean, I, I do think you have to give him some slack right there in that game uh, against Kansas City. But I think he's a top tier quarterback. I think he's proven it two years in a row. Yeah. Now, Baldy, we're, we're we're here now, beginning what we're heading into year six of a rebuild. Um, that comes from the 2019 tank for Tua Purge that led to where we are as an organization. The Dolphins have a number of key free agents that they need to assign, from Christian Wilkins to Robert Hunt to Connor Williams to Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh, how how much longer do you think a team can, you know? keep keep adding to the credit card bill to kind of continue a run like how long kids the window can the window be open with an nfl team i mean it could be indefinite i mean we see teams turn it around every single year houston went from being the worst team in the league to very much one of the eight teams left in playoffs i mean it, it, it you know i don't believe in in rebuilds i mean every year it's, it's a new year but you know, at the same time, if you just had a list of players that you just mentioned, the only one that lined up and played every single game this year was Christian Wilkins. So at some point, you have to pay Christian Wilkins. I mean, I don't know if you pay him Chris Jones kind of money. He's not that disruptive a player, but he's a very good player. And for most weekends, he's their best defensive lineman. So you got to figure out a way to keep him, um, regardless of what you do. I mean, it's, these things have a way of just being able to – whether you're kicking the can down the, the, the street or whatever you want to call it, you got to find a way to find the money to keep Christian Wilkins. I mean, but, you know, Jalen Phillips could be a, an, an elite player. It's just a shame what happened to him this year. So the injuries, to me, are as big a deal as anything. You lose your top three edge rushers, you're not going to have much of a defense when those guys all go down. Yeah, and the injury bug was a very serious issue with the Dolphins. Having a lot of people say maybe we should reevaluate players or reevaluate the way we train. Is there anything you can do, or is it just one of those infectious things that catches you, the injury bug? Is there anything the Dolphins can possibly do to try to keep the injuries to a minimum next season? Well, I'm sure they're going to examine all of it. I mean, but, you know, we all saw Jalen Phillips tear his Achilles, mm-hmm. you know, on Black Friday. I mean, it was just a horrible, horrible um, play. I mean, a lot of guys have torn their Achilles. Right? Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles on that, on that field. Um, there's been a lot of major injuries on that field up in New York. That's, um, but they changed the turf up there to try and help that out. Uh, they play on grass in, in Miami. They grow their own sod in Miami. Uh, they have their own you know, turf doctor. 
they, I think they're doing a lot of different things. I mean, it's just a unusual year. One year I played in Indianapolis, eight different guys broke their ankles that year. That never happened before or since. So it, it might be just one of those years, but I, I would examine everything, uh, you know, and just see just what it is, if there's anything that they can do to try and keep guys on the field. I, I don't know what happened to Javon Holland. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember that guy ever missing a game at Oregon or Miami before this year. Yeah, it just uh, just so happened he had a bad collision or bad fall on his knees, and um, two two first time I've ever seen a player have two MCL sprains in his knees. But um, obviously, that's a young player that the Dolphins hope to transcend and ascend. Do you look at this roster, Baldy? And I know you probably haven't done a deep dive into their roster, but uh, you are one of the most uh, most informed play, uh, analysts out there. Do you think that there's enough of a core that can give the Dolphins another Super Bowl run or actually get them into a Super Bowl contention next year? I do. I mean, look, I mean, Jalen and Tyreek and, uh, you know, I mean, the, the running backs, it's a deep room. Um, I, I think there's a lot there. Uh, you know, the offensive line, they went through every combination. Heck, they lost their center um, who had never missed a game in Miami. And, you know, Eichenberg went down and so – you know, but I, I was saying for a long time that, you know, okay, plug in Duke Riley, plug in Liam Eikenberg. I mean, they plug in Robert Hunt. I mean, they were plugging guys in all year. Uh, the one position that doesn't seem to get much attention, and maybe they could upgrade it, is the tight end position. And it just seems like these teams that are marching on, you saw Buffalo last night. Yeah. I mean, the tight ends yeah. were a big factor. It, it seems to me, and I, you know, maybe Mike McDaniel doesn't believe in that, but he did come from San Francisco where there was George Kittle, maybe, you know, tight end is a position where they could upgrade and nothing against Durham Smythe or anybody else there, but it seems like that's a position that they could use an upgrade on. And is that something they should go through free agency or the draft? What do you think the best option for the Dolphins when it comes to maybe getting a top flight tight end? Well, I mean, last year was, I mean, we knew from the, from the senior bowl last year, almost a year ago, that this was going to be a, a great draft in tight ends. You know, my uh, Green Bay's got two of them out there, you know, that both caught, you know, big passes in, in a big win against Dallas. Um, you know, so we saw last night Dalton Kincaid. It was a great draft for tight ends, and they all produced. And so I don't know what the draft looks like this year for, the, for, for tight ends, and I don't know what the free agent market is yet. I mean, I haven't really studied it to this degree, but I would look at that position, whether it is free agency or whether it is the draft, to see if you can upgrade it. Yeah. Baldy, now l- let me take you around the league a little bit. Um, obviously, Bill Belichick is is searching for work. Uh, Atlanta's one of those teams that, that's interviewing him. Do you think that that's a good fit for the New England Patriots, former legend who's co- trying to take down Don Shuler for the all-time winningest record? Well, I think any situation is a good situation for Belichick, but I do think Atlanta, I mean, they have a top-10 defense. Um, they're, 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 they're young enough and they have star players and Jesse Bates and some of the guys they have, they have, uh, elite offensive personnel, way better than anything they've had in New England for a long time. They need a quarterback in the worst way. And so whether you go to this, uh, the free agent market or you draft one of these guys, um, I think if you put Bill Belichick in Atlanta, I think if you put Bill Belichick in Dallas, I think you have a team that can compete. Uh, for a championship this year, just knowing what he's like and what the culture will be like, and you just how you're going to practice and build your roster, 
I would think he'd be a, a great fit in Atlanta or Dallas or you know a couple other places perhaps. Ooh, we'd have a lot of fun with Bill Belichick at the Dallas Cowboys. But a lot of people here in South Florida are very interested in Jim Harbaugh. Some people saying Mike McDaniel's gotten kind of conservative. Maybe his play calling's weird. Jim Harbaugh, owner Stephen Ross, both Michigan guys. Jim Harbaugh rumored to be testing the waters of the NFL. Where do you think Mr. Khaki Pants ends up next season? Or does he stay in Michigan? Well, um, you better be able to write a big check. If you want Jim Harbaugh, I don't know that the Chargers can write that big of a check. He's got a lot of leverage. I mean, I think he's the number one coaching candidate out there right now uh, in both college. Uh, if he wants to stay at Michigan and he's got a contract on his desk to sign if he wants it. Um, but I think he could be the number one coaching free agent in all of in all of football, college and the NFL. So whether Michigan can retain him, I'm not sure. But I, I'm sure that if you're an NFL team, you should interview Jim Harbaugh. He's just, he's just that good, and he has proven that he can win at the highest level of the NFL, that he could take a moribund franchise like the 49ers like they were and put them in the Super Bowl in a couple of years. So would it be crazy for the Dolphins just to have a simple meeting with him? Can't do that. Well, I mean, your, your coach is under contract. I, I don't know that – I mean, but, you know, I don't know if the, if the contract that – uh, the stuff is written on is is meaningless or meaningful, but uh, I, I look. I, I think Steve Ross will do anything to produce a champion. Anything. So if that means um, going to meet Jim Harbaugh at the local diner or the Starbucks, then he's going to have that meeting or on one of his yachts or in one of his buildings in the penthouse. Um, I, I could see that happening. Baldy, we know you're very busy this time of the year. We appreciate your time. Best of luck with the rest of the season. We'll be keeping an eye and an ear out for you. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Take care.